This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here we go. Episode number six of the Rosie Report, Spring Training Edition 2023. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from the Goodyear Complex in Goodyear, Arizona, Guardian Spring Training, following a solid weekend of play as we're now into the second week of games here in Goodyear and the Cactus League. Over the weekend on Saturday in Mesa, the Guardians took on the Oakland Athletics and the game ended in a 4-4 tie. Most importantly, another strong start for Shane Bieber as he worked three scoreless innings and just breezed through the Oakland lineup. He really looked sharp on Saturday. Micah Priest hit his second home run of the spring as well offensively in that game. And then yesterday, Sunday, the Guardians were back home to take on the Arizona Diamondbacks. Tristan McKenzie started, had a little trouble with his command. Three walks in an inning and two-thirds. He ended up allowing three runs. And after the game, manager Terry Francona talked about McKenzie's outing. You know, he had trouble obviously leveraging his fastball down, but then he spun it okay like to get back in the surprise. He just you know, kind of was having a hard time just see ball one, ball two, ball three up, you know, so hopefully he'll have a side day before he pitches again. He'll be, he'll be okay. This is random, maybe. I know it just flew out, but Brito already has eight walks. I know. I think, I, I thought it was nine. Okay. Well, he had one today. Right. But to your point, for a young kid that's, what, 21, he doesn't swing him any bad pitches. That's, that's a nice, you know, again, it, it, Kind of a byproduct, like you, you know, he swings at good pitches and hit that ball pretty good. I know you already talked about him earlier this week. Fun to watch guys like Petey Halpin and stuff come over. Yeah, it, it is. It is like, and it gives us a chance to to get to know him a little bit. Like I was asking him. I said, you know, walk me through your hit, and he looked at me. He goes, I shut it down. I said, yeah. I said you, I said you ran like you're supposed to. I said then you put your head down. They throw the ball away. So all that stuff you did right. I, and he was, but he's great. You know, he's like, I got you. I'll, I won't do it again. I bet he won't. No, they're fun. They're good kids, too. They they behave themselves, and they make it fun for us. On the plus side on the mound, Eli Morgan and Logan Allen each had scoreless appearances. Morgan with one scoreless inning in relief, and Allen, who figures to start the season in the minor leagues, you would think, but uh, certainly a young man on the radar prospect-wise. He threw two scoreless innings, allowing just one base hit. And a good day for Josh Bell. He got things going early for the Guardians with an RBI double in the first inning. So a lot to like yesterday here at uh, the Goodyear Ballpark and the Goodyear Complex for the Guardians. One of the keys last year for Cleveland was an approach that really fit hitting-wise under new hitting coach Chris Faleka. Well, Chris is now in his second season at the helm. We had a chance to catch up with him earlier this spring, and here's how that conversation went as we talk hitting with Chris Faleka. Coming in here spring training, and uh, year two, I can't imagine it's it can't be 
more different than a year ago because of coming off the lockout, new to the job, all that. Uh, a little bit better comfort level this year. De- definitely. You know, last year, last year was very unique, getting a new job and not being able to talk to your guys, meeting them for the first time in spring training. Um, this year, the relationships built last year and the, the constant communication through the offseason um, was outstanding. I'm, I'm really excited to, you know, now that we're out here seeing these guys and the work that they put in. How much do you stay in contact and, and maybe even work one-on-one with, with different hitters in the offseason? We, we had a couple guys come up to Cleveland, um, so saw saw a few of them up there. Um, you know, early on in the offseason, try to respect their space and, you know, let them decompress and get away from it. Um, but, you know, around the holidays, you know, start talking, you know, more just personal, checking on them, their families. But then, you know, once we get into January, it was a pretty consistent cadence, checking up on them, just making sure, you know, everything's going according to plan they send videos back and forth so we we do we do a good job this organization does a really good job you know trainers coaches front office you know staying in contact with the guys the guardians approach at the plate last year obviously drew a lot of notoriety because it was a little bit different from from what a lot of teams do with really good results um and i know you had mentioned it it's just based on you you go with the talent that you have and what they're good at um much different with with the additions this year or do you kind of stay with that if you can i i don't think we get away from you know our our foundation you know and i think that's really based around contact and you know returning the players that that we have i think you know we're going to have that ability again we're going to put pressure on the bases we're going to create traffic um you know adding bell and zanino i think it's only going to lengthen out our lineup and you know the impact potential that those guys have the slug that they have you know i think with you know, the guys setting the table in front of them, I think we're going to be able to, you know, compete or, or be in those games where maybe, you know, one swing would put us out of a game. I think we're going to be able to swing our way back into a game. Fun way to play, kind of blending the both? I'm, I'm really excited. You know, I, like I said, I don't want to get away from the identity and, you know, contact first mentality. Um, you know, even bringing in those guys, it's been part of their profile is contact and controlling the strike zone. So, you know, they have that tool in their tool belt as well. Um, but, you know, I could see a lot of maturity and growth, you know, out of guys like Quan and Oscar Gonzalez that, you know, have some impact potential that maybe we didn't tap into too much last year that I think is going to show up this year. Guardians hitting coach Chris Valeka joining us. Um, rule change wise, uh, they call it the pitch clock, but it, it's kind of a hitter's clock too because they're under the gun to, to get in the batter's box in a certain period of time. Um, how has that impacted what you're doing here this spring to get the guys ready? We we've got the clocks out for for live abs. We're just trying to you know have them feel it right now, uh, not being too. Um, you know, focused on it during the live ABs, you know, we'll, we'll step that up once the games start, um, Saturday. Um, you know, honestly for us, we, we have a lot of guys that came through the minor leagues with the pitch clock. So I'm, I'm not really too worried about that. You know, I think it's just, you know, being extremely clear with the rules and, you know, working with the umpires and having the relationships with them, um, you know, with, with being in the box and ready to go, what is engaged at eight seconds and, you know, all, all the, the minutia of the rules, um, and then really just, you know, talking through that and working through it with our guys. When Chris Valeka was a player, would he have had a problem with the pitch clock, the the getting in the box? I, Me personally, <laughs> no. You know, I, I worked pretty quick as a hitter, um, you know. But a, as a whole, you know, I think there are some times where you need to step out. And it, it's good that we have the one step out rule. But, 
you know, I think, you know, we talk about mental skills and the ability to, to clear things and reset and, you know, get to the next pitch. I think that's just going to be a little bit more expedited pitch to pitch that, you know, those guys have to take the information or clear the, bla- the bad swing or the, the pitch called and, and get ready for the next one. Um, zeroing in on a, a couple of guys, um, last year I know Miles Straw had some struggles and I know he came, he was one of the players who came and, and worked with you in the off season. Um, what do you try and get to with him, and, and, and what do you expect to see from him this spring if he can put it together? We're just trying to tap into, you know, a little bit more consistency with him. You know, he did a good job. You know, there, there was months where he was on the barrel, just kind of had some bad luck months. Um, you know, biggest thing, we just want him to get, get his swing off a little bit more consistently. He does a good job controlling the strike zone. You know, at times could err on the side of passive. So, you know, with, with his contact ability, the way he can run, um, you know, just trying to ramp up those things. And the more, the f- more frequent you put the ball in play and use your tools, bunting, you know, moving the ball around the field, whatever that may be, um, you know, you're just going to be even more dangerous for us. And Jose Ramirez, we could talk about him all the time. Um, he had surgery yeah. after the season. Um, how much was the thumb a factor for him second half, and, and how impressed were you with how he handled that? I mean, he's, he's the ultimate pro. You know, from, from when that injury occurred to how long he played with the thumb, um, you know, he, he's, a, he's a warrior going out there every day like that. Um, you know, now healthy, he hasn't missed a beat. It, it's right where he left off um, last year. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited for him going into this year that he's going to feel the confidence, you know, that he's not injured trying to, you know, limp along, getting us through, helping us get to the playoffs and, and deep into the playoffs. And uh, just in closing, spring training, man, it seems like you're responsible for a whole lot more people. <laughs> so how, how much busier is it than the regular season when you have uh, your 12, 13 position players? Yeah, there, there's quite a few more guys. Um, you know, the season, I wouldn't say it's easy. You got your own set of challenges there, but you, you know who you're going to get every day. You, you, you got your, your routines, your times, the, the cadence of the day is a little bit cleaner. Um, spring training, you know, we're observing guys coming up from the minor leagues. We're, you know, first year 40 man guys. So, you know, we try to spend the time getting to know those guys first and, you know, build the relationships, make them feel comfortable, you know, not really observing results, just kind of seeing how they go about their business. And, you know, our, our guys are, are easy. You know, we spend time with them every day. So it's just, you know, getting their work and getting them ready, but really trying to, you know, build those relationships for the next wave of guys that are coming up. You mentioned that next wave, um, and we get to see a lot of them in spring training. Any name or two to, to keep an eye on? It's kind of fun. It's intriguing. Yeah, we got, you know, Rokio's coming up. We got George Valera, um, Noel. You know, there, there's, there's some really special kids coming up. You know, we spent some time in double-A, got a taste of triple-A last year. So, you know, I'm excited to see, you know, once we get into games here, see them in person uh, rather than just reading reports or watching video on those guys. So, you know, I think, you know, we saw the wave last year come up. You know, I think we're equally excited about, you know, this next crop that's coming up and going to help impact the big leagues. Well, Chris, thanks a lot for the time. Enjoy the spring and uh, appreciate you coming by. Thanks, Rose. Appreciate it. That's Guardians hitting coach Chris Valeka. Really seems to have that good feel for what his hitters need on an individual basis. And again, everything worked great a year ago in terms of that contact approach. And, and that'll be a big part of it again. But uh, as he said, you really try and cater to the talents of your players. So if there's some power in there too, they'll try and find that as well. That's going to do it for this edition of the Rosie Report, Spring Training Edition. 
The Guardians are back in action today. They'll take on the Angels over in Tempe. That's a 305 first pitch. Aaron Savali will make his second start of the spring. He threw a scoreless inning his first time around earlier last week. And uh, there is no radio coverage on our end of that game, but you can catch the Angels broadcasters as uh, they will be on the MLB app, and you can follow the game right there. We are back at it on Wednesday with radio coverage of the Guardians game against Team Mexico, a World Baseball Classic tune-up for Team Mexico, and uh, the Guardians will help them out with an exhibition game on Wednesday, and you can hear that game on the radio at 3.05 Eastern time, off day tomorrow, so no Rosie report on Wednesday. We'll get you on tomorrow recapping today's activities over in Tempe. So until then, this is Jim Rosenhouse thanking you for listening to and downloading the Rosie Report. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.